0: Hey everybody, this is John. Hope all of y'all are doing well and hanging in there. We're happy to finally present this episode, number 77, with one of my best friends and frequent guests, Ben Kassin. He and I recorded this a week after George Floyd was murdered by members of the Minneapolis Police Department, and we both felt it was inappropriate during the resulting peaceful protests and period of mourning to release an episode that includes conversation about those topics, but is largely about something much more trivial. So we decided to delay this episode a week after it was scheduled to release out of respect and deference. Speaking for myself and as producer of this show, the Flores and Friends podcast is 100% behind the Black Lives Matter movement and all other causes that share in its mission. We emphatically encourage everyone listening to do what they can to educate themselves and to support the protesters and activists by spreading awareness and donating whatever you can. As always, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Alright, let's 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 get started. Let me take a sip of this hot tea. It's good to be back. The only, a lot of shit has happened this weekend, Benjamin, but at least there's hot tea. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay. Alright. I guess I shouldn't come at this with big energy considering all that's going on, so I'll just say, uh, Hello world, welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. We hope you're doing. Everyone listening is doing safe out there. You know, uh, with not only COVID-19, the coronavirus, but also with uh, all of the protests and all the craziness that's going on right now. Uh, But there is a silver lining. Um, I am joined by my hetero life mate, one of my best friends on the planet. We've been friends for a decade now. Ben, Benjamin Alexander Casson. How are you doing tonight? (laughs) I'm I'm good. I'm good. Cheers to 10 years of friendship, dude. It, wow. I know. When you really think about it. flew by. I know, right? I whew, good lord. What 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 an affair. Um, <laughs> uh so yeah, Ben's on. Uh Ben's back. We haven't had him back on since I think beginning of this year. Well, I got to see you. I had the delight of you and Morgan coming to Austin to celebrate my 30th birthday in January, back-to-back for you. You were here for the 29th birthday, and you were here for the 30th, and... Oh, yeah. And, God, that seems like such a bygone era at this point. Like, <laughs> I mean, fuck. But, yeah, uh, how you been, man? How are you doing? How was with the uh, COVID-19, man? Like, how are you... How, what's, your, what's been your experience so far through all of this? Um, it, It's been pretty wild, and I feel like I have a, a semi- skewed
1: kind of perspective on things, because I've... I've gotten to observe it from, like, multiple different points of view. Yeah. So, because, so, like, I work service industry. Yeah. And so, we never shut down. And then I work bizarre service industry. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I work at a country club, and so, like, golfing never shut down. And so, like, we were honestly maybe probably not really following the law at all because, uh, like, we never stopped serving alcohol.
0: I mean, you do um, you do work in Louisiana. That's, like...
1: That's true. That is true. But, yeah, so, like, policies changed a little bit at work, but, like, my schedule stayed almost consistent. But there was other, like, random stuff that got thrown in along the way. Yeah. Like, at the very beginning, like, right around when the virus was first, you know, popping up in the state. And when it was first like getting to Baton Rouge in particular, uh, Morgan came down with it. Yeah. And so like, I, I took Emmy and we deuced out for like two weeks. Um, <laughs> so she could quarantine and I was sick for like a day. I never got the test cause my doctor was like, I wouldn't worry about it. And I was like, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so I don't know if I had it or not.
2: And I, 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 and at this point I don't plan on taking the antibody test. So yeah.
1: I will probably never know if I had it. Yeah. And, and then as a parent also, like we, so, you know, she was in, Emmy was in school. um, And so, you know, you, you kind of figure like stuff's going to get complicated, whatever, but at least like I've got, you know, like eight hours of the day where I don't have to worry about <laughs> any being taken care of she's at school or whatever until the <laughs> summer. And then they were like, Ha ha fuck you. No, she's coming home. You you've got you've got this to deal with also. And you know it's great. Like I'm not mad at her. Yeah. And it's not like I dread her like spending time with her or whatever. But it is nice to not have to worry about having to take care of a to- of a, a four year old.
0: Yeah, man, I couldn't imagine. Like I, I, I don't know if I talked about this on the last episode with my brother, but this really didn't mess with my lifestyle dramatically. Uh, my, I didn't catch it. Luckily, I've already been working from home since November, so. That wasn't this huge change. It was a change for a lot of people, especially who work, you know, in corporate settings or desk jobs. Uh, And, you know, I work for a pretty big company, but we had layoffs and we've had furloughs. And I was fortunately not one of those people who was laid off or furloughed, but I know several people who have. I'm thinking about bringing one of my friends who was on for a future episode so we can talk about that and just what their experience has been being furloughed. Uh, but I – all I got was a scale back of hours. Like I, I'm an hourly worker, so I, I have to work 32 hours uh, each week, which it sucks because it's less money. But I'm going to tell you, man, like I basically – I do – I work three full days and two half days. And one of the half days is Friday and, man, it is so nice getting off – at like noon on Friday, and my weekend starts. Granted, I wish it was under you know better circumstances, but still, look, man, you got to find the silver lining. So yeah, I, I I am I actually haven't really been that messed up. Like uh, I mean, I've had kind of a shitty weekend. Uh, I was just talking a bitch before we started that like, so I went hiking on the Greenbelt, which is where we went hiking for my 29th birthday. If you remember, no, I didn't get soaking wet this time. Uh, <laughs> But you remember where the rocks are and stuff like that? Oh, I, yeah. I was walking along the rocks. I wasn't paying attention and I rolled my ankle and I sprained my ankle. So ever since Saturday afternoon, I've had a sprained ankle and we're recording this Monday. So uh, I've been on crutches since Sunday afternoon and I'm in a boot right now as we speak. And I've been elevating and icing. So that, that really sucks. But my whole experience through the past couple of months, it's been depressing for numerous reasons. But... <laughs> Um, I'm very fortunate, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad you didn't get laid off or anything like that, man. Because I know you're, you 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 got to provide, and you're you're part of a team, a uh, parenting team. Right. So, like, I couldn't imagine how much harder that could have been. I mean, as difficult as it sounds, it could have been a lot worse. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, definitely, definitely. I was gonna when I have Morgan on. We we kind of have a topic. We talked about it this past weekend. What me and Morgan are gonna talk about when she comes on uh i'm gonna talk to her about her experience with covid and all that so but see this is the transition into what i didn't want to talk about uh i don't want to talk about this at all it feels so trivial to talk about it on a podcast that not a lot of people listen to and is supposed to be fun and light and yeah we dabble in serious topics but i don't feel like there's any fun angle or uplifting angle to talk about uh but i feel like it would be re- we would be remiss in not addressing it. Um, Like, this past week. Was it last weekend? Or, I can't even remember at this point. It feels like it was... Yeah, it must have been last weekend. Because it's been a full week. Yeah, George Floyd uh, was murdered. Not... He he wasn't a victim of manslaughter. He wasn't a victim of an... It wasn't an accident. No. George (laughs) Floyd was murdered on camera by a cop. George Floyd is an African-American man. Or was an African-American man. And our hearts go out to his his loved ones and his community that miss him very much. And, I mean, we had the Brianna Taylor, the Armad Aubrey. I hope I'm saying that right. And we had literally like that same weekend, we had the Central Park incident with uh, Amy Cooper. And I cannot remember the gentleman's name. His name was – I think it was Darren Cooper or something like that or David Cooper. Is Christian something. Christian Cooper maybe. Uh, I, I remember that they had the same last name and they had to keep saying yeah. no relation. I'm like, that would be – I don't think this would be as big a deal if they were related, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, So – and unfortunately, what has started as peaceful protests has now turned into uh, riots and looting um, and mainly initiated by the police, disrupting peaceful protests that escalate the situation. You would think I'm not a a police expert. I, I have no experience in law enforcement. But you would think, intuitively, their responsibility would be to de-escalate the situation and allow peaceful protest. But they seem to be hell Not all cops, because again, not all cops are cops aren't a monolith. Law enforcement is not a monolith. So, you know, some cops are good, some cops are bad. It's just that's just the way it is. But I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just stalling because I don't even want to talk about this right now because it's everywhere. And I, it's not even that it's a bad thing that it's everywhere. It's a good thing because. Awareness is key. Educating ourselves, being proactive, engaging, fixing a broken system is what we're supposed to be doing. But like the COVID-19, it, it's exposed a lot of ugliness uh, that we kind of have been blind to. Ugliness that was inherent to our status quo. That – I mean I it's not that I knew it wasn't – it's not like I wasn't aware that it was there. It's just dealing with a lot of shit that I just – that just brings me down. It hurts my hurts my heart, man. So, mm-hmm. I think I've done enough talking on the topic. Ben, what do you, what do you wh- what do you feel about the whole situation that's going on with the protests and all that stuff? And
1: yeah, man. I, I mean, it 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 really sucks that like all of this stuff has to happen for people to realize what's going on, you know. And then there's like there's those of us leftists that have always been aware, but like. You know, there's no, there, there, there hasn't been a real catalyst. And the, so it's, it's this weird compound thing that's just like created this powder keg and then it just fucking went off. Yeah. Cause we had, we had the stuff come out about, uh, about Aubrey. Yeah. And, um, and we're all cooped up inside and we're all already like itchy and antsy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the stuff with, um, Amy Cooper happened, and you know everybody was like basically it was like real video evidence of a white woman using her privilege her knowledge of systemic racism to um, threaten a completely innocent black man.
0: yes, uh, um, for the record, his name was Christian Cooper. Sorry about the uh, the misremembering on my part, but his name gentleman's name was Christian Cooper.
1: And then on top of that, we had, we, we, I haven't watched the video. I don't plan on watching the video. I know what happened and that's good enough for me.
2: Yeah. We had, a, we had, a, we have a 10 minute long video that
1: shows a, an, an officer of the law sworn to serve and protect yeah. literally slowly murdering a man. And we, and we've all known about this weird woof, It's not weird. It's, we've all known about this racial skew in the way that law and order is doled out by our police force. But now that on top of everything else that's happened, I mean, on top of the entire history of the United States and racism and police force, but in in incredibly recent memory and current events it's it's all just kind of piled on and boiled over and people are seeing the ugly side of the police force and of racism in the country and there's just like there's there's so much fucking there's so much going on with like and it's so easy now because everything's on social media to just be like how hypocritical can you be where you've got you know you've got our president who is like fucking, a week before this happened, praising heavily armed, mostly white protesters, you know, breaking the stay-at-home orders to storm the capital of Michigan. Yeah. Um, to to protest so that they can go and get their fucking haircuts or whatever. And, you know, them um, saying they're doing a good thing and telling the governor, hey, you better loosen up over there. And then to watch him, you know, <laughs> send the National Guard out to break up what began and still is mostly peaceful protesting yeah. around the nation now to bring attention to this thing that's always been bubbling bubbling under the surface but now has reached its fever point.
0: Yeah um, to color the uh to to expand on what Benjamin's already said is the video I've watched it probably three times and no more. Um I mean I've caught segments of it and and screenshots of it on social media but I've only sat down and watched the video probably three times first time I watched it I I, I I literally couldn't believe what I was seeing and I was just like this is this is really happening and the second time I just watched it and I I was I literally screamed like I was just like you're killing him you you're literally killing him and uh, what Benjamin what, what, what you didn't leave it out but you what I just want to paint the fuller picture of describing the series events not only was the cop on his neck but you had two other cops behind a car it's not on the the very popular video that was uploaded to facebook uh you had two cops on his legs and you had a another cop just sitting there trying to hold back the people videotaping who was just like backup, like kind of crowd control i think is the word is the term and just everyone acted like everyone in a law everyone in a uniform acting like this was not happening like it was just it, it, it like you see, like i i can really have a hard time remembering the video uh not because it, i i not because i don't remember what happened in the video but i really don't like to recall it and uh yeah he uh, he chokes the life out of him with his knee and uh it's it's ugly luckily all four of the officers involved in the incident were fired and the 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 perpetrator the main cop who had his knee on his neck is being charged And I believe that he was charged with – initially with manslaughter, third-degree manslaughter, but they're reviewing the charges because they're like, whoa, this is not cool. And it's – it's I I, I hate to talk about Trump. Like I feel like I dedicated so many – like this year – this pod started like before Trump got elected and I feel like the second season uh, was very heavily influenced by him and I – I just hate talking about this man because you know I get tired of people saying in these headlines and these articles saying, "Can you believe Trump did this?" Yes, motherfucker, I can. There isn't anything that this man could do that I wouldn't believe. Like short of ripping off his face and him being a lizard person, like I can't think of, I can't think of a thing. A realistic plausible thing that they'd be like Trump did this or Trump said that, "Can you believe this?" I'm like, "No." I mean, yes, I can. Fuck, yes I can. Like stop saying Stop saying, like, stop clutching your pearls. Yes, I believe it. I believe everything this man is capable of. Stop acting shocked. Stop it. Stop saying that. It drives me crazy. We're going off on a tangent. I said we weren't going to dwell on this, but I feel like we need to just at least discuss it because, again, it would be negligent to not. Uh, Right. And you've had protests and and you've had peaceful protests and you've had so much chaos and – I, I can't say that I'm for rioting and looting. I'm not. I can't say that. But I, I don't know a better answer. Like I just don't know a better answer. So who am I to pass judgment on these people? Like I'm, I'm not. I'm not the moral authority here. This isn't my problem. Like this isn't my anger. This isn't my hate. This isn't my loss. Like I, I, I can appreciate. I can appreciate the feelings they're going through. But in the abstract, like I don't. I'm not involved in any of this. Like not actively. I mean, I benefit from a fucked up system that enables this, but so I, I, all I'm saying is like, I can't tell these people that what they're doing is wrong. Like, I could disagree with it. I would hope that they could find a better solution, but I, I don't know the better solution. So who the fuck am I to be like, hey, y'all, cut that out. Like, no, fuck it. Fuck me. Like, I don't give, fuck everything about me in this situation. So I just don't, I just don't know. And I, this is coming off of, I really was very disheartened because, uh, our president gave, uh, a speech. He he talked to the press in the Rose Garden, and he threatened uh, sending the military in uh, if they don't, if the gov- local governments don't temper down these riots and protests and looting. And the man literally uh, <clears throat> get angry. I'm sorry. Uh, the man literally ordered the DC police to tear gas and spray rubber bullets at a peaceful protest to clear out, uh, so he could. Uh, Do a photo op in front of a church and hold up a Bible and look like a strong president because the night before he allegedly was – the Secret Service retreated him into the bunker because they were afraid that the protesters outside would do something stupid. So he he looked weak, and he had to respond, and he did it in the most Trump way possible, violent, excessive, ignorant course of action, so – I don't really have anything else to say I'm very sad about it uh, 2020 started out great for me like mid-January you know, I had a happy day I got to see all these friends and families I don't see every day uh, I had a lovely time with you, Morgan my brother, Gab, my parents my Uncle Chris, like we had such a great night that night and it feels like ever since like end of February, shit has just gone to hell and I had a very rough year last year. Uh, Benjamin was aware of this. I had some, oh, I had some personal stuff go on, I mean, and that really kind of put a damper on my year last year. I was hoping 2020 would be better for selfish reasons, and it just it, it hasn't quite lived up. And it's only June. Like I, I posted that earlier today. It's only June. I'm like, how the fuck is it only June? like yeah I, I don't understand this uh ben do you have anything else to say or do you want to move on to the what we really came here to talk about yeah, i mean like i could i could go on yeah. i've
1: been getting in all the internet fights recently um but uh, but i don't
0: want to <laughs> can i can i just say i love this man very very much but we are not like we we have a lot in common that is one thing that we completely diverge on like you you i don't i wouldn't say you seek it out but you you are apt, or you were game to have internet fights, I'm like, why would I waste my time? I don't even fucking care. Like, it's not even that serious. The internet is not, the internet is not a place to fight. Like, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not here to fight with anybody. I'm just here to tell you what I want to say and you, but you, you like going round for round with people. And I'm i not saying it's wrong. I just don't understand it, man. I just, I just let that shit go. Again, that was not a, that's not, not a condemnation on my part. I just, it's, it's fascinating how similar we are, but uh how how divergent we can be you know yeah i don't know i mean like specifically now like since i can't go out and be a part
1: of the protest like we had a protest here in town on sunday and i really wanted to go but i couldn't go i feel like the only way that i can be an activist about this is to confront racism when i see it
0: yeah uh and my my hat is off Uh, To everyone who has gotten involved proactively like that, I have not. And you could I'll fully admit that that's probably a lapse in my responsibility right there. Like I should have joined the protests on Saturday instead of went hiking and I probably wouldn't have a sprained ankle right now. So maybe that is karma. But I have donated a little bit of money, some money that I could spare um, to uh, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. I'm thinking about – I get paid uh, this Friday. I probably will donate some more to the bail funds. Uh, you know, I I just I could do more and I in hindsight I wish I would have gone to the protests. But, you know, uh my hat's off to everyone who is involved and who's doing everything they can. And if you want to get involved, if you're listening to this and want to get involved, I highly encourage you to find ways to speak out, find ways to get engaged, and you know, you don't necessarily need to be on the front lines. You could be doing cleanup, you could be donating money. Do whatever you can, man. And I I promise I will do more. So Okay. Uh So if you're wondering, (laughs) hard pivot. pivot. So just a little, little more inside baseball. Benjamin and I literally talked about what we were going to do like over a week ago. Like we were, we were like, I think I called you or I texted you and was like, Hey man, I really want to talk about this. Uh, I think it would be great for the pod. And then the whole world went to hell. So we were like, (laughs) I guess we got to talk about this, but this is not what we really set out to talk about, but we felt we had to. And we both wanted to, and we felt we had to. So it wasn't feel like an obligation. It was a, you know, doing our part. Uh, but the reason I asked Benjamin on was because a very important segment of our economy has taken a huge hit because of coronavirus. And that is the movie business, the movie theater industry, the exhibition industry. Uh, yeah we i don't know what it's like in new i don't know what it's like in louisiana or baton rouge where you are benjamin but um i think that i don't even know like i i looked it up real quick before we got on like i don't see i i don't see many movie theaters open near me i think one near me says it's open but i'm not going to a movie theater anytime soon so we wanted to talk about this man movie theaters for me have always been kind of like this is going to sound a little you know fucking ridiculous i I understand that but i revere movies like i love movies Uh, one of the first things i ever fell in love with was movies and so going to a movie theater like i'm no longer religious but it was a similar experience to going to church like going to a movie theater for me was something i did with my family something i did to escape the outside world and just like recharge my my love – what am I trying to say? It gave me a sense of fulfillment, and I look forward to it. I've loved it since I, was a, since I was a small child. Like the first movie I ever remember going to see was Lion King, and that was a fucking experience at like five, four or five years old. Uh, so I love going to the movies. Like I go to the movies all the time. I Well, I used to anyway and stuff like that, and it's an important activity in my life. And with it closed off, like I said when we were talking about the coronavirus that – I haven't really been affected by it significantly, but one thing that has that is significant in my life that has been affected by this is the movie theater business. And we this started re, this started really ramping up right when the summer blockbuster season starts, and that's one of my favorite seasons of the year is because you know, <clears throat> starting around spring break and, you know, late April beginning of May, that's when the summer blockbuster starts, and that's I mean, we had so many movies coming out that I was really looking forward to. That have been pushed back. Like James Bond was like the first big one that got pushed back. And then Black yep. Widow and then so many things have been pushed back. And so if you will share with us your feelings about movie theaters and the movie going experience, Benjamin.
1: So I also I'm also a big movie fan. Yeah. I love watching movies. I I love it's like I don't know what the word like it's 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 a little bit I feel like it's a, little, it's a little bit Of overstatement But I like The uh, I like the spectacle yeah. Of going to the movies It's a big screen It's big sound And like <clears throat> It's You know I, I have I have a Nice TV at home yeah. I've got A speaker system set up But it's not the same Yeah And I, I don't I don't give a shit If I don't you know, go to a movie theater to see like a drama or anything like that. But if I go to see like a spectacle type movie, like if I go to see an action movie, yeah, or, or or even a thriller, like like something on the lines of like Gravity, mm-hmm. like that doesn't have the same effect as w- watching it at home as it does watching it on the big screen, Absolutely. in theaters. There's bad stuff though. Like I, I fucking don't like having to pay twenty dollars to go and see a movie. Like that's that's lame. Yeah. Um, you know, because once the movie comes out, I could just fucking buy it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I just love going to the. I love going to the movies, and and I, I there's a lot of weird shit that's going to happen once. Yeah. If they
0: open back up again. So yeah, it's just I feel like. There was a point in my life where I was an ardent movie goer. Like I was like, every film should be seen in a movie theater, like a movie theater experience. Like that is the pinnacle. That is how all films should be shown. And that is the highest experience you can have while watching a film. Like everything else is cheap. Like everything else is just lesser than. And I mean, I, I, I can't tell y'all how much I love going to movies. Like I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I can't believe I'm going to tell this story. I probably told it on the pod before. I just don't remember. I've done fucking 77 episodes of this already. So, uh, so I remember it's just, it's just such a pure setting for me. It's just, it is escapism. And it's just such a respite for me that, like, I, I remember I was going on a movie, I was going to see The Dark Knight, uh, in IMAX. I was in high school. It was like, it was. Yeah, it was – that movie came out, I think, in – Yeah, no, I wasn't in high school. I was in college at this point because it came out the summer of 08 after I graduated. And then my freshman year of college, it was showing again in IMAX. I think you and I went to go see it. Didn't Didn't we go see it at a Halloween showing one year? Do you remember that at LSU? On, uh, on campus? Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Holy shit, dude. That was so long ago. Anyway, the story is – so I was going to see it again because it was in IMAX. And I was seeing a girl at the time. And I was, like, really excited about it because I really liked her and I really loved that movie. And it, I hadn't seen an IMAX yet. So I was like, oh, yeah, fucking right, IMAX. It was in New Orleans. So I remember my friend, one of my buddies, was like, so, you're going to a movie with the old, old girl? I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to see this again. He goes, so you're going to fool around with her, right? I was like, what do you mean? She's, she's, like, she's like, haven't you seen this movie, like, three times already? I was like, yeah, I think it's four by this point. And he goes... You're gonna, you're, you're literally going to see the movie again, and you're not gonna fool around with this girl. You're gonna take a girl on a date. And you're not gonna make out in the movie theater. I was like, no, I'm there to see a movie. Why would I do? Why would I make her out in a the movie theater? Like, I, like again, it it had it was so tied to my family experience and my childhood that the idea of like it being anything, it, me being in a movie theater, it being about anything but it watching that movie was like alien to me like i just didn't understand it i did not comprehend that i was like i was so fixated on like if i'm going to a movie theater i'm going to see this movie i'm going to pay attention to it and i've never walked out of a movie ever me <laughs> and benjamin and i are going to talk about that a little bit uh so it's just this like pure like just again it's like church to me like when people go to church like it's always been described to me it's like i feel like i'm i'm in my happy place i feel like the stressors of the outside world are no longer with me i can just enjoy my experience in that that like hollowed ground or whatever and that's how i feel about the movie theaters but i gotta admit man that is slowly chipped away i mean i used to think that like like every like i said i thought every viewing experience outside of a movie theater was inferior and i gotta tell you man that is definitely not the case anymore. Like, I am happy to watch any and every movie. Well, okay, I say that, but like, your spectacles, like your Marvel movies, your Star Wars is all that stuff. Like, I, I love IMAX. Like, I fucking love IMAX. Like, IMAX for me is like, I don't give a shit about 3D. I don't give a shit about 4D, you know, whatever. I don't fucking care about that. I just want to sit in a theater in a giant IMAX screen in like the perfect spot. But like, you're like a lot of movies don't need to be shown in a movie theater. Like a lot of movies just don't even matter. Like I I could bore you with the details about the history of Hollywood and the distribution and uh, exhibition industry and stuff like that. So I could bore you all to death, but basically in short, like micro budget films, small budget films are still prospering and big budget films are still prospering, but the middle budget, like the mid tier has kind of fallen away. And those were your rom-coms, your political thrillers, your like generic action movies, like... Outside of like a fast and the Furious or like a Dwayne Johnson, the Rock movie, or just something like that, most films are are going to streaming, and that's another factor we need to talk about, especially with this covid nineteen experience so So you have your big spectacle movies, the one you were referring to, Benjamin, but you don't have and you have your art house films that are showing in your like boutique theaters, but like that middle of the pack has has slowly chipped away. And I at one point would have objected to that, but nah, I get it now. Cause like, I mean, I go to a movie theater. If I, the t- the ticket's twenty bucks, usually between fifteen to twenty bucks, or like ten bucks if it's a matinee. And if you want to splurge and get food, like popcorn and a popcorn and a uh, and a drink just for myself, that's another fifteen bucks. So like, it's outrageous, man. And you have a kid, and you are you're a family of three. That's that's like. I remember I was talking to one of our old coworkers. I'll bleep his name out. Uh, uh, he was talking to me about how he has like four kids, and if him and his wife want to take their four kids to a movie theater, that's like a hundred bucks easy. Like I'm like, are, are you shitting me? Like a hundred bucks a pop to see a movie theater? He's like, yeah, I do tickets, and the kids want candy, and he's like, even if I, if, even if we get candy in in beforehand and we put it in my wife's purse, like that's still like sixty bucks or 50, seventy bucks. For tickets. I'm like, that is absolutely insane. So, how do you feel? Like, you kind of started on it, but how do you feel about the whole, like, the way, what movie theaters have become? Like, the expense-wise, and like, how, how do you feel? Like, is this, I feel like this coronavirus has expedited the situation. Like, it was slowly starting to chip away. Because you had these boom and bust movies where they're they're like, like, Justice League, right? For instance, which... I'm not going to talk about the Snyder Cut. Fuck that movie. But you think about that. Like fucking the Justice League, I think, grossed $700 million. Like 750 I want to say. Like a little less than a billion dollars. And it was considered a flop. Like, like that's, that's what movie theaters that's – what, that's what box office has become. Like that's what it is. Like if a movie doesn't make a billion dollars and it's one of the big budget films, then it's considered a failure. It's really, really become – like, the only films that are really guaranteed, like, bets are Marvel movies and Star Wars movies to an extent. Like, think about that. Like, fucking Force Awakens made $2 billion. And, like, I think uh, The Last Shot made, like, a billion and a quarter. And people considered that, like – like unsuccessful, like they considered that a loss. Like it's like you made a, you made tw- like, you made a bill, you made over a billion dollars, but it's Star Wars, so it has to make two billion dollars. And the and the fucking Rise of Skywalker also considered it a little bit short because like it was, it didn't make even more. It's just like so. What do you, I, I know? I'm throwing a lot at you right now, but what do you think? What do you, what do, you, what, do you, what are you feeling about all this? Okay, before I
1: answer that, I got to take a quick time out here because. Like even when you were in like high school, you didn't make out with a girl when you went to a movie theater.
0: I eventually, you know, there were times, <laughs> okay. especially when I no, I I didn't, I didn't. I, it wasn't until college and after college that I finally acquiesced. Like because like you know, you start to realize like, hey man, you you want to have sex, right? Like yeah, you got to start like you know getting <laughs> out of your little comfort zones and shit like man, that. I think
1: I, think yeah. I had my first. Makeout session ever in a movie theater.
0: Nah, I had mine. I was drunk at a friend's house. We were 17, I think. Like, that wasn't my first kiss. Like, I kissed a girl before that, but, like, my first on makeout session, I was drunk with some friends. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I was just, I'm very, you know me, I'm very compartmentalized. Like, I'm like, no, I don't do this there, and I do this there. And it's like, so, like, for the longest time, I was like, no, nah, man, I don't do that. We can do that afterwards. Why are we gonna do it in the movie theater? And meanwhile, I remember my brother and other people telling me stories. They're like, oh, no, man, I've done all kinds of crazy shit in a movie theater. I'm like, really? See, this is why I couldn't give it away in high school. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, please continue.
1: <laughs> okay, so now that we got that out of the way.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's really that whole that whole this weird place where we are right now with stuff going to straight to streaming and, and VOD and stuff like that like um, I'm sure you saw this because you love the business aspect of everything
0: but when um, fucking what, what's the fucking company that owns this damn movie it was um, it Universal Studio, Universal Pictures right? was it? you talked about Trolls? Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, well
0: DreamWorks is owned by Universal so um,
1: when they were like so they were crazy successful when they they were like fuck a movie theater we're going straight to streaming
0: yeah with trolls and they made
1: and they made they were making money hand over fist
0: well and like i i'll let you go but i can i can paint that picture a little bit better to where that's not as i don't think that's as big a shift as you as as it was reported but please continue i'll I'll expand on that in a little bit after you don't talk no but that's but but that's not the the fact that they were making the
1: money, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when the president came out afterwards and was like, Yo, this shit rocks. <laughs> we're just gonna do this now and then the president of AMC was like, Fucking bet. Y'all aren't coming <laughs> to our theaters anymore and AMC owns like everything.
0: <laughs> well, AMC's actually my file for bankruptcy now because they've been hit so hard by it. But uh <laughs> But yeah. Uh just to just to paint that Trolls 2 picture a little bit further, um, just to say this, like so basically what happened was uh, Trolls 2, fucking uh, the most random movie ever, go fucking figure, uh, they decided to, a lot of films, you know, like have just decided to go to streaming and just forgo uh, a release. Like Netflix bought The Lovebirds, which was that Kumail and Issa Rae movie, and just decided to show it off there. Plenty of fi- other films have just been pushed back or whatever. But Trolls 2 was like the first one that was like uh, we're not going to wait to be shown in a theater. We still plan to show in a theater, but we're not going to do that. We're gonna we're not going to wait on the movie theaters to open. So we're basically going to release VOD, and it made a lot of money. It made like a hundred million dollars. But that works for Trolls 2 because Trolls two, you know, th- that was a lot of profit, direct profit. So basically, what happens is when a movie releases in a in a, in a movie theater, uh, it usually has like a Eight week run in a movie theater, maybe even 12 weeks, like so, three, two to three months, right? So, the studio, the, the distributor, like your Universal Studios or whatever, will get like the first three weeks of the gate or like the first two weeks. So, the opening weekend, the studio that's why studios rely on opening weekends. So, are, they're so important to, to studios because that's where they make the most of their money and that's why actually uh theaters their concessions are so expensive because that's how they make their money in the first weekend so that's why like cuz they they expect people to come through the door and they buy all the buy all the concessions and that's how they make their money the first weekend so basically it all shakes out to in general that a movie's box office uh domestically is usually split 50-50 between the theater and the studio or the distributor whoever released it right so in international markets it's it all depends cuz they outsource and they license and it's it's a mess so but in general a studio gets to keep about half of the, goal, the the net total of box office foreign and domestic so yeah basically so you know that means that if a movie makes 400 million dollars the studio gets to keep 200 million dollars and they kind of hollywood accounting is notoriously shady so like that $200 million that they keep that it goes against the budget and then there's also the marketing. It's it's complicated. So basically what I'm trying to say is Trolls 2 was probably not going to make that much money the normal way. But since they did it this way, they are – they made a lot more money than they expected to. But the problem is for your like Black Widow or your uh, Star Wars movie or whatever, like these big, big, huge budget movies like your James Bond's, right? See, those are expected to make like buku money, like tons of money. And the problem is, they if they release like like say you took uh fucking No Time to Die and released it on a VOD like Trolls Two did, right? So that probably wouldn't make MGM or Sony. I think yeah, Sony releases that. I think Sony's distributing that. So it wouldn't make Sony as much money as showing it in the movie theater. Because think about it this way: if you release James Bond No Time to Die. Even the normal, if when it's released in a theater, it still gets pirated. Some way, somehow, it gets pirated. But here's the problem: if you release it, like all I have to do is get a streaming on my computer and get a record, a screen recorder, and then I can leak it out there. And then that chips away at what people would spend to rent it or whatever. So if people were spending like twenty bucks, thirty bucks, fifty bucks to get these new releases, well, they would get a lot more money a pop, but they wouldn't get as many. Uh, downloads and returns because it would get pirated almost immediately hell they get pirated anyway like so it doesn't matter so with your trolls too, yeah it's more likely like these mid-budget films like these mid-tier movies yeah they, they're not expected to make gangbuster money but like your big films it probably wouldn't work out for them because they need the exclusivity they need people to keep coming back they can't have people watch this as many times as they want they need them to keep buying tickets like star wars they need people to go see it like four or five times that's 20 bucks ticket that's 100 bucks a person and so like and they need that all across the world because if it if it it's available in the u.s it's gonna get pirated and sent to freaking china russia brazil anywhere everywhere and anywhere people are gonna be able to download it and that means that affects all the the, pro, the earnings across the world so that's my long way of saying yeah trolls 2 might have been a fluke so anyway sorry to <laughs> kind of take over the conversation there. I'm sorry, man. I just, I, I get really passionate about this stuff. So I, I got, I really nerd out on it and shit. So it's uh, all
1: good. But yeah, so, um, so I, I, I want, I want movie theaters to come back. I do, because I still want to go and see the exciting shit happen on a screen yeah. that is as big as my fucking house. Like, that's yeah. just cool and i want to go and get the sound blown out like i'm a fucking vintage maxwell ad because that's great that's,
0: Man, that's all a deep cut right there shit. that is a deep that's cut right there.
1: <laughs> but you know i i, I don't know what's going to happen with all of that and i certain i don't think that i don't i don't know that movie theaters are going to be able to get away with charging and i mean i don't know that movie theaters set the prices at that point but I don't I don't think they're going to get away with charging what they charge. And I think that I honestly what I really think is a lot of independent movie theaters are going to really pick up when this happens, like all of those yeah. all of those uh, second screening yeah. movie theaters, you know, where you can go and spend five bucks to see something that came out in theaters like three months ago. Yeah. Like, those places I think are gonna take off because people are like, yeah, I'm not fucking paying $20 to go see this fucking movie. I'll just wait until it comes down the street.
0: Yeah. I honestly think the future is, I mean, we've already seen this historically speaking. Like, opera, you know, stage theaters, you know, like, they used to be the main source of entertainment, uh, for the mass populations across the country or just across, you know, where people had access to it. And now they've been relegated to, Oh, you're going to see a play. How quaint. Like, it's like, I really think that's the future, man. It's sad. I'll still be going because, like, another thing, this is how compartmentalized with with movie theater experience I am. I don't even like to go to Alamo. Like, everyone I know loves to go to fucking Alamo or go to this. And everybody wants, like, reclining seats. And they're nice, I guess. And everybody wants to serve food in a movie theater. I'm like, I don't need any of that. I don't want any of that. I'm such a dinosaur where I'm just like, I don't want people moving around in the movie theater i don't want like yeah i like the space of like the cushion seats where it's less people in there uh but i honestly think that i i just want i don't even need a nice seat i'm only gonna be there two hours so it's i guess if you're older you have like you know body aches and stuff like that yeah it's better for you but like i'm still a young guy so it doesn't bother me but like i don't like any of that i don't like all the, fr- the thrills and the you know all the the food and all that stuff. I don't need any of that. I'm just there to see the movie. I just really want the biggest screen possible and the best seat. So I I think it's going to become like these boutique like stage things and you'll might have, they're definitely going to start closing down these huge theaters. Like there's no reason why like, I guess you need like, like a huge city, you might need several, but there's no reason why like, I mean, they're gonna start disappearing. They're gonna start gobbling. They're gonna start closing like fucking malls are. That's another thing that's been hit really hard by this sh- brick and mortar shops. Like people don't need to go shop anymore. So I think they're just gonna be scaled back. And I'll still be going because again, I'm a, I'm a devotee. But I I can imagine like like I don't know why I don't know why a family like a a mother a, a family unit would go out and see a movie anymore. Like kids, like fuck, that's a hassle, dude. That's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do, should they even come back? Like, that's, a, that's a, I think that's the question we wanted to address is, like, I mean, they was slowly yes. dying so, anyway. So, should they even come back to the way they were?
1: So, so does it make sense for them to come back? No. Yes. Do I want them to come back? Yes, please
0: come back. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, I feel bad because, like, my mom got her start. She always laments. She works in the banking industry. And she got her start out. Like her high school job and college job was a teller at uh Hibernia Bank, if you remember Hibernia Bank. Rest in peace, Hibernia. Uh she got her start there and she always would lament to me growing up, like as well, my like in my twenties, like all these all these brick and mortar banks are closing down, all those teller jobs are being uh, going away. Like, what about these poor what about these people who are trying to make a Living and trying to get a decent job, and that's a pat like if you start there, that's a entry level job. That's a pathway to a you know, a personal banker or a bank manager stuff like that. All those opportunities are being gobbled up, and I think the the unfortunate consequence of theaters scaling back. Like I know we know someone really close to us, Rachel got her start, got her first job. She worked for years in a movie theater and stuff like that. And so many kids, and so many like people who are working these like. You know, jobs just to stay afloat. Like, hell it might even be me it might not even be their main source of income. It might be a part time job, might be a high school, a college job. It might be something more than that. And all those jobs are gonna start gobbling up and that's that's sad because that is that that's an entryway. That's that's how a lot of people get money. So that's gonna be really unfortunate. But Yeah. Yeah, I don't it's unfortunate, man. I, I it's sad, but it's also natural. Like this is the, it changes. Like we're not, we don't go to fucking plays and operas as much as people a hundred years ago did. So why, why would we expect movie theaters to continue in perpetuity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I, I'll still go. Like I'll still buy my tickets, my thirty dollar tickets, whatever. Buy my coke and popcorn, and I'll go. I'll, I'll always be there. Like I don't. I can't imagine a time where I'm like, if a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie or, you know, any kind of movie that looks exciting, a James Bond movie comes out, I'll be like, I'll wait for that to come out on on. I'll rent that. I'm like, nah, man, I got to be in a the movie theater to see that shit. Like, and I don't know, man. What do you think? Like, the rumor I always hear is that Chris Nolan's film, his new film, Tenet, which is supposed to be coming out in beginning of July, there apparently that's going to be the The first litmus test, like people are wondering, like, is that going to save the movie industry? Like, if that movie, if that one, that'll be the real test of people are willing to go out. I mean, if oh. it if it comes out in the middle of, well, I guess you have like your child and you got all this other stuff going on, but like, you know, if you were a single man, like, you had had new responsibilities, didn't risk infecting anyone, would you go to a movie theater right now or in a month from maybe now? Man, fucking, honestly, maybe. Yeah, because. I fucking want to see that 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 movie in theaters. Yeah, it definitely and, looks great.
1: You know, and um like I don't know where we're going to be in a month. Governor here just uh transitioned us from phase 1 to phase 2, so okay. we're at 50% capacity and that includes the reopening of movie theaters at this point. Yeah. Um I don't know what the fuck they're going to do because yeah. like they don't have movies
0: to show that yeah, they can be open. <laughs> That's the thing. I remember hearing, like, Austin started open all their stuff, like, a couple weeks ago, as far as Phase 2. And, like, movie theaters were like, yay, movie theaters are opening up. It's like, dude, there's nothing out. Like, nothing has come out in the past, like, two months. Like, I think the last big movie that came out was probably Sonic. Like, there's nothing out. Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to go see? Like, there's nothing to be seen. Like, everything that was supposed to be coming out in May and in April and July and June... They all got pushed back to later in the year or next year. So what the fuck are you going to do? Like, what do you – what? So I don't even know what people are – I don't know, man. I I don't understand the going out for the sake of going out. I mean I I did go hiking this weekend, but I was like very careful to not be around a lot of people. But like, you know, I was just like – but at least like – I don't know, man. It's sad because, again, I'm so – it's such a huge part of my life and – it's, I mean, it's like, it's just the way it is. It sucks. Like, it just means that times are changing and, you know, it, you know, it, it just, you got to adapt. Like, I think that's the big thing that we all got to learn is like, hey man, that shit we love, man, it's not probably like, it's probably not always going to be here. So you better get used, you better enjoy that shit while it lasts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's talk about what we really, really want to talk about. <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. Okay. So, Bidget and I, when we were talking about having a conversation about movie theaters and, you know, the future of movie theater experience, we started talking about, like, what is the worst movie we've ever seen in a movie theater? Like, not movie we've seen at home, not movie we've seen, you know, on a plane or whatever. What is the worst movie we've ever seen in a movie theater? And I have two, but I'm only going to focus on one. Uh, so, and this isn't your worst experience. Like, oh, I was, I was at a movie and like s- someone puked right next to me. So I had to leave or no, no, no. Like we're talking about like you bought a ticket to go see a movie and it was awful. So Ben's going to go first. Benjamin, what is the worst film you've ever seen in a movie theater? All right. So the worst
1: film that I ever went and saw at a movie theater was The Happening. Okay. Um, and if you guys and if you guys don't remember this movie, it was M. Night Shyamalan's only R-rated movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it was about plants making people kill themselves, <laughs> and it starred. Here's the kicker: Mark Wahlberg as a science teacher. Yep. So, uh, so I don't. I. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, you guys remember and uh really excited to see that movie i was pretty apprehensive already but you know i was in high school and yeah. like fucking that's what you do you just go to the movies all the time because fucking what else can you do
0: yeah um, except for me <laughs> like you went there to go make out with chicks except for me
1: <laughs> exactly yeah so yeah so i mean so how do you want to do this like do you want to do well like, okay block-
0: so you've watched it. how many times have you seen it since
1: uh, so I halfway watched it last night. Okay. So, twice.
0: Okay. So, what do you recall from your viewing last night? What, what, what was what stuck out to you this time that was egregious?
1: Egregious. Uh, the, um, the premise? Yeah. <laughs> like the, the whole reason
0: for the movie existing is pretty egregious. Yeah, man, and this was like, like, if you think about Shyamalan's career... Uh, he really struck out... He really hit the scene with The Sixth Sense, which fucked me up. And then he had Signs, which I keep up for Signs. I think Signs is legitimately great. Or I think he had Unbreakable first, and then he had Signs. And I love both of those movies. Um, And then something happened. Like something... He made fucking The Village, and that movie was fucking terrible. And then he made Lady in the Water. I never saw that, but I heard it was fucking terrible. And then I think he made The Happening... And apparently that was fucked. I've never seen this movie. I, I, I heard it was awful. And I was like, nah, fam. I ain't gonna see that. I think he hit his low point when he made The Last Airbender. Like, he he made the uh, live-action uh, <laughs> live movie of Avatar The Last Airbender. And he's had some success as of late. He's bounced back slightly. Uh, but yeah. So what... So what do you remember about when you first saw it? Like, what did you, were you like excited about seeing it? And then what, at what point do you remember, like it, it turned on you? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so yeah, so, I, so I went
1: with one of my friends, her name was Jackie and we, like there wasn't any, like we just went cause we were like, oh, this movie's going to be bad. Let's go see it. <laughs> um, so you
0: were expecting it to be bad.
1: I was expecting it to be bad. I wasn't expecting it to be this bad. Um, <laughs> so we went I'm sure you know the theater we went to uh what
0: was it I, I think it was United Artists at the time over there on City Place oh yeah 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 yeah. I think it's is it? what is it now it's like a fancy it's place a,
1: right? it's, a, it's the movie tavern now oh, it's yeah. one of those places where you can go and order food and they bring it to you and you talked about this a little earlier like it's not because I don't want to eat food and be at a movie at the same time yeah. it's because like fuck you, I don't want to have light shining in my face until you come up here yeah. and service me and then interrupt me so I can sign the check and it's all that. It's
0: distracting. It's distracting. Like, I'm there to and see a fucking movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, everybody's like, let's go see the new movie there. And I'm like, no, fuck you, I don't want to watch to It's a new movie, I want to go watch it. I don't want to be interrupted
0: the whole time. Why do you need to eat during a movie theater? Like, again, yeah. I get it, I get it. Like, I eat popcorn, I have my Coke and whatever, or I'll have, you know, some candy, but why do you need to have a meal? Like, what the fuck? Like, you can't eat before? Like, why are you mixing... Why are you mixing shit? Like, again, this is my compartmentalization I mean, coming out.
1: I mean, I mean, don't hate because one of my favorite things to do at a movie theater is bring in a whole fucking burrito. <laughs> I fucking love eating a burrito and watching a movie. I don't
0: remember but. what we saw. We went, you, me and Morgan went and saw a movie, and you both snuck in Izzos, and I was like, God damn, guys. Like, what the fuck? Like, I've heard stories about like people sneaking in whole rotisserie chickens. I'm like, a whole rotisserie chicken in a movie theater? Really? Really? Like, what are you doing, man? Like, I feel bad when I sneak in, like, a hostess donut, donuts into a movie theater. I'm like, ooh, this is oh, man, I hope they don't catch me. Like, fucking a whole rotisserie chicken, dude? Really? Anyway, so uh, yeah, I just, I I do have to say, even when I did drink, I didn't bring in alcohol, but I, I was always like, yeah, I guess why people would want a beer while they're watching the movie. So that made sense to me, but like, why are you trying to eat a burger while you're eating a, while you're watching a movie? We're getting sidetracked. I'm sorry. Please continue. That's fine. Anyway, so um, when did the movie turn on me? Probably.
1: I mean, like I probably had inklings of it like right at the very beginning yeah. when Mark Wahlberg is teaching his science class and he's <laughs> um and he's trying to get them to think critically about bees disappearing. Yeah. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And oh, or honestly, maybe it was before that. In the very first scene, yeah, well, maybe this is me now because when I rewatched it, I was like, "Man, what in the fuck?" <laughs> um, <laughs> so the very first scene of the movie, yeah, uh, they're just like they're these. It's just like a Central Park scene, and there's these two girls sitting next to each other, and they're talking to each other, and then like, um. The one girl, like, hears a scream, and she's like, what the fuck was that? And then the girl that's right next to her keeps, like, repeating herself, and then she's like, what the fuck? And then she looks around and every literally everybody has frozen in place and people start walking backwards and then they all start to kill themselves or whatever. Yeah. And so and so like watching it now, I'm like, why would one one single person be not affected immediately? Like literally everybody else is affected, but this one person gets gets dramatic license to be to to give us as the audience a minute to go, hey, that's weird. Um <laughs>
0: I I think I caught this movie on like FX one weekend like years ago like probably seven or eight years ago I remember catching it I remember John Leguizamo was on it but the thing I always remember about that film is like I don't even remember the context but Mark Marky Mark going what no like oh my god that's like a fucking meme dude like that's one of the first <laughs> memes like he's just like what he just says it like what no like oh my god like. Like, they saw that on the monitor and were like, yep, that's the take we're gonna go. That's, oh my god, what the fuck, dude. And Zoe Deschanel's in this, and like, what the fuck is this movie, dude? It's, it's so, it's so
1: bizarre. Yeah, and so like, okay... So so I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna spark notes this movie ish. Okay. Okay. So so like I said, you have that fucking scene where everybody's killing themselves. Yeah. And then like fucking smash cut <laughs> to Mark Wahlberg's science class for fifteen year olds apparently. <laughs> and the reason that I remember it's fifteen year olds is because he's talking to his class and he's like he points out the heart drop and he's like, Hey, you you should give a shit about what's going on because <laughs> one day you're not going to look as good and he's like what my face is fucking bizarre anyway <laughs> So then so then they're, like, having their talk or whatever, and yeah. then, oh, and then to prove that Mark Wahlberg is the cool teacher, the vice principal comes in, and he's like, "Oh, look out, she's coming! And he, like, ducks around or whatever, because, like, that wouldn't cost you your job. <laughs> anyway, so he goes over to the vice principal, and she's like, hey, some crazy shit's going on. We got all the teachers in the auditorium for some reason. And he's like, all right, let's go. And then the principal's like, hey, some shit's going down. Look out! And then John Leguizamo's there because he's like, "I'm a teacher here too. Guess what I teach? Fucking math!" And, oh and then, and then they're like, "Me and what's going on?" And everybody's just like killing themselves or whatever. And he's like, "I got to get to my wife." And so Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel accompany John Leguizamo and his daughter to go to Princeton to get his wife or whatever. Yeah. And then uh and then he's like and then for some reason that I don't remember they split up and then John Leguizamo gets to Princeton and everybody in Princeton's already killed themselves. And then he's like, Oh, I'm in Princeton. That means I have to kill myself also and so <laughs> he crashes into a tree and doesn't die and then slits his wrist with a piece of glass. Oh god. And I'm like, Okay <laughs> uh, smash cut and you're in with marky mark and uh and the funky zoe deschanel and uh john like was Alma's daughter because she was like i don't give a shit about my mom with these people. <laughs> 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 and so they meet up with a fucking gardener yeah um and he's like i got an idea guys It's the plants. They fucking hate people. They're killing us. So let's go to the fucking farm. And so then there's like this caravan of like 40 people and they're going to the farm or whatever. And they're like off the beaten path. And they're like, see, we're not killing ourselves. This is working. And then there's for some reason, like one single, like what you call it, national guardsman. Yeah. And he's like super anxious and he's like, Uh let's all go together and then he's like, No, wait a minute. Uh if you don't need to get shit from your car, you can go on and then those of us that have to get shit from our cars will follow behind you. And so there's Marky Mark and his small funky bunch now. And They're walking off because they didn't they, they were responsible and they didn't leave their shit in the car. They were like, We fucking going. And so they're walking through the field and then behind them is uh, the gardener and the National Guardsman and then the wind starts to blow ominously and oh, you're no. like oh shit it's wind <laughs> and then the Guardsman is like freaking out and then it's implied that he shoots himself and then apparently like everybody else in the group just takes his gun to shoot themselves it doesn't they don't show it they just, <laughs> you just hear the gunshots and so Marky Mark and his tiny funky bunch are up there, and they hear him from behind him. and uh, and then he's like, and then and then Zoe Deschanel's like, oh no, my bangs are telling me that those people are in trouble. Oh my and, god! Uh, and so. And so she's like, "We gotta go help him." And then Marky Mark's like, "No, wait, I gotta do like fucking fifth grade science right here because he's because he's like like he's going through the list. He's like form a hypothesis, design an experiment. Like, he literally says that. He literally says that shit." And and Zoe Deschanel's like, "No, we gotta go." And then Marky Mark's like, "No, give me a minute." And there's things well, there's these gunshots going off in the background while this is happening. <laughs> and then. Uh, And then he's like, no, they're already dead. And then she's like, what? And then he's like, what if it is the plants? (laughs) And then they're like, what? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, wait a minute. The plants used to target big groups of people. And that group of people, is that funky bunch is smaller than my funky bunch. I mean, it's bigger than my funky bunch. And so he's like... (laughs) We need to split up into like funky duos and trios here, guys. And so, and so, and so, they book it and they split up and they're like, keep in front of the wind because that's how wind works.
0: Apparently, um, I mean, he is a scientist, know. right? He is a he's a science teacher, right? He knows these things. allegedly, allegedly. So we've been told. <laughs> yes, and
1: so and so they they run off or whatever, and then. You know, they're they're in their twos and threes now. So the wind's like, oh, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> that's that's too few people.
0: My me wind powers go. are no longer effective. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I designed these spores to affect groups of four or more, three or less. Somehow these chemicals don't work anymore. Oh my God. Anyway, um, so then, so then they like, fuck, and like, we don't fucking care or do shit about the other people that broke off in their groups because they're not Marky Mark's group.
2: Uh,
1: like they're just gone now. Um, and then I don't remember exactly when this happens, but one of my favorite, um, murder like suicide clips happens at some point around here and there's this dude and he's got this big ass like industrial oh
2: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i remember seeing
1: this yeah and he lays down in front of it and lets it roll over him and i was like that (laughs) was completely unnecessary (laughs) but cool Um,
0: oh man
1: oh oh and then more stupid shit happens if there wasn't enough student shit for you already. So Marky Mark's wandering around with his peeps or whatever, and then he stumbles onto two, like, high school kids who are out there because,
0: I don't know, why not? Fuck Uh, it. And and they go, and they find this
1: shack, and there's these people holed up in there, and he's like, hey, um, can we come and, like, get some food and water because we've got this kid with us, and we're thirsty, and we're hungry, and, like... There's nothing else out here. And the dudes, and it's all boarded up or whatever, and the dude from inside the house is like, no, if I open the door, chemicals will come in, <laughs> even though, like, I've got like, holes and shit all over my house.
0: Yeah, what do you in a vacuum sealed house? Look at the fuck. It's, it's the door. No, no, no,
1: it's not even that. It's like, literally, it's like, boarded up, but there's holes in the boards. <laughs> like, uh, and... Yeah, and so he's like, "No, if the door opens up, the chemicals are coming in, or whatever." And then the high school kids are like, "We're in high school, and we don't understand." So they start like banging on the door and like calling them "dick" and "fuck them" and whatever, and like hitting shit or whatever. And Marky Mark's like, "No, I'm cool." And then he sings "Black Water"
0: by fucking the Doobie um, Brothers. Yes. Oh my gosh! To
1: prove to prove that they're not. Infected with kill yourself disease. Um,
0: <laughs> kill yourself disease.
1: <to> <laughs> I guess. Um, and so, and so then, oh my um, gosh. and so then, uh, I guess the dude is tired of being called a fuck ass and a dick. <laughs> and so, and so he opens up the door and just like point blank obliterates one of the kids in the chest with a shotgun. Holy shit. And then Marky Mark's like,
0: no! <laughs> and then and then he shut, closes the
1: door and uh, like teleports over to this window and sticks his shotgun out and shoots the other kid like right in the face with his shotgun. Oh god! And Marky Mark's like,
2: why?
1: <laughs> and then apparently he didn't want to kill Marky Mark and Zoe Deschanel and that girl that they're with. So he's like, all right, I'll be seeing you. Um, and then they leave um, and they go over to, they, they, they wind up at this lady's house or whatever, and she's weird, but okay, yeah, I guess. And she, she, she gives them weird vibes or whatever, but they're like, whatever, it's a fucking house. I'll, I'll stay here. Um <laughs> And, uh, it's the next morning or it's that night and, uh, the is like talking to Marky Mark and she's like, I know you're whispering about me. You're going to fucking kill me and take my house or whatever. And he's like, you're fucking lady. What the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, you're, and then she like disappears or something. I don't know. And then the next morning, uh, he wakes up and he's like, where the fuck is this bitch at? And so he goes into a room and she's got like a mannequin laying on her bed. And then she appears behind him and she's like, ah, I told you. And then he's like, get the fuck out of here. And then I really don't remember how it happens because it's all stupid. <laughs> but, uh, but she's outside after that for some reason. Uh, and then she breaks open the window in her own house and
2: then kills herself by, like, stabbing herself in the face with the glass from the window oh. or whatever. Um, oh, and man. then and then some more
1: non, like, and then I don't think anything really happens. They just kind of talk for a while, but I don't really remember. And I also don't care. Um, and then Marky Mark decides, okay, well, you know what? We're a group of three now, and this shit's affected groups of one. Uh, so let's get funky bunch. Uh, <laughs> And so he like goes into this shed and like hunkers down with Zoe Deschanel and this girl, and then the plants are like, you know what?
0: That's enough. <laughs> they get together. They all communicate. And they're like, all right, guys, maybe we overreacted here. Maybe we need to like rethink this whole kill all humans with invisible wind shit. Like, uh huh. Oh, you know, God, you know, when I drink, I turn into a monster. You know, like I just fucking lost. Fucking Greg over there's great idea it was fucking just kill all humans and fucking. Way to yep. go, Greg! Way to go! Exactly. Oh, and so God. then,
1: and so then, uh, smash cut. Everything's back to normal somehow, <laughs> except for the news! where they're like, hey, remember when all those people killed themselves? That was weird, right? (laughs) And Zoe Deschanel takes a pregnancy test, and she's pregnant. She's like, hey, Marky Mark, you want to make this funky trio a funky (laughs) quattro? And he's like, what? And she's like, too late! We're already there! Uh, And then smash cut, we're in Paris, and then people start to kill themselves in Paris. And so it's like, Wait a minute. It was all coordinated. These plants in New England. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that. It only happened in New England. This people killing themselves shit. Only in New England. And then smash cut to France. Oh, and they my start God. killing themselves in France. And then credits.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so glad I didn't see this movie. This is fucking and terrible. I'm,
1: and, and I'm describing this movie in a really funny way. Yeah. Uh, but it's not fun to watch. <laughs> um, and so I was reading up a little bit about the movie and, like, how it was designed
2: and yeah. critical response and all that shit.
1: And apparently, M. Night Shyamalan's original idea was to make a B movie.
0: Oh, so, like, a um, B movie? Like a. a like a like B horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's dumb. He didn't want to make, make a Jerry Seinfeld life. animated bee movie. He wanted to make the original <laughs> bee movie. Like That's right. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> and you know what? That's probably why it starts with Marky Mark talking about how bees are
0: disappearing. <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. This isn't the Jerry Seinfeld movie. The bees are not here. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was apparently
1: his, his, his idea was to make his bee movie or whatever. An intentionally
0: then, awful movie, basically. Yeah, but it but B-movies work because they, they know that
1: they're shitty. Like, yeah. they're shitty on purpose. Yeah. This movie took itself way too seriously. <laughs> so, like, the stuff is funny if yeah. you think about it and are like, wow, that's ridiculous. But, like, I, when you watch it, you're like, this is not a B-movie. This is not enjoyable.
0: Yeah wow benjamin well thank you for that i guess we should have said spoiler alert for a movie that came out what like 12 years ago fucking 15 yep. years ago it, somewhere in there. so sorry for that one guys it's all good i'm about but to sp- uh, yeah
1: i can i can guarantee you you had a much better time <laughs> listening to my you know, the
0: movie than you would watch and you didn't have to pay price of admission this this podcast mm-hmm. is free so you just got all that shit for free uh <laughs> so i'm about to spoil another movie uh Thank you for that. I'm going to go ahead with mine because I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I just can't believe that movie. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I had some runners-up. I don't know if you had any runner, runners-up, but I had a couple. Like, like I had like three. let us I'll, I'll tell you the three worst movies I think I've seen in recent memory that I was like, wow, these movies are terrible. But they're not the worst film I've ever seen. So uh, one is the... The most recent Fantastic Four movie, terrible movie, just awful, just fucking awful. Like it was just bad. You could tell, like, but there's a whole backstory behind that, and I think that it could have been good, but it was it was just terrible. The other one, and I remember recounting you and more like recounting this story, the movie to you and you and Morgan was Pan, which came out a few years ago, uh, having starring Hugh Jackman as Captain Hook and uh, Garrett Hedl- Hedlund, I think, as uh, No, he played Captain Hook. It's stupid. Don't even fucking bother with that. That movie was trash. (laughs) That movie was two hours long, but it felt like it was three hours long. It was so bad. Uh, The other one, this is like – this is a close second. Like this is one of the worst films I've ever seen, The Love Guru. That movie fails on every level. Like I – it's a comedy and I didn't laugh at all. Like it was maybe 90 minutes, maybe 100 minutes. I didn't laugh at all. The only time I chuckled through that entire movie was during the outtakes. Vern Troyer, the late Vern Troyer, has a funny outtake, and that's the literally the only time I laughed. Like that's <laughs> literally the only time I laughed. Everything else, I was I was gobsmacked at how unfunny that movie was. Like I'm like they tried so hard to make me laugh, and they failed for fucking ninety minutes. I cannot believe that. I was shocked. I was shocked at how bad that movie was. But. Without any further ado, the worst film I've ever seen. I was 13 years old. It came out in 2003. It is a action – I wouldn't even call it an action comedy. It's a comedy in the loosest sense of – that came out in 2003 starring one Harrison Ford and Josh Hartnett called Hollywood Homicide. So I remember seeing this movie when I was 13 and I was with my – I literally called my stepdad Will when I told him. Uh, I was rewatching this film over the weekend, and he was like, "You're really rewatching that movie? That's one of the worst films I've ever seen." <laughs> and he remembers it. And my mother both remember it. It is the first film that I've ever like. They I was 13. You know, I didn't have a car. They drove me. We all went as a, a, a as a family, and I remember watching this movie. And I literally looked at both of them, and I was like, "Can we leave? Can we just go? Like this movie's terrible." At 13, I was like, "This movie's awful," and I want to leave. And if I could have left, I probably would have because that movie was shit awful. And it's, 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 it's been like the movie when I think of the worst movie of all time since I was 13. So 17 years of my life, I was like, I've seen some pretty bad movies, but nobody is as bad as Hollywood Homicide. So I rewatched it over this weekend and it is the only the second time I've ever watched it. My position was always fuck that movie forever. And let me tell you, Benjamin, it did not get any better the second time. It is still trash. It is so bad, it is so boring, it is so dull, it is so lacking any energy or any charm or anything. Like, oh my god, let me tell you. So I took I took notes. Uh let's 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 do this, alright? So the first few minutes in, so it's a cop drama, it's set in LA, obviously Hollywood homicide. Uh the first few minutes in, and I literally wrote this is the most early two thousand shit I've ever seen. Like it was the fashion, the music. Oh my god! It's it. Like there's flip phones. There's like I get it. It was it's of its time, but still, I, it took me back to a a period where I I want to forget because it was just it was just awful, and like. oh god they had flip phones and they're like can you hear me now can you hear me like oh god the bad service I'm like oh my god this film feels like it was made in 1925 what the fuck (laughs) so basically the movie is it's it's it's, you know it's Harrison Ford as the grizzled old cop who's like okay boomering everything like it's just like oh god this is so dumb and like you have the young Josh Hartnett who was supposed to be like this up and coming star who never really quite took over but like He was – he's always been famous and he was in some pretty good movies. Like I loved him in Black Hawk Down and he was apparently really good on Penny Dreadful. I never watched that show. Uh, But he's this like young soft detective. Like he's like – again, this is so early 2000s. Like they – it's like he's also a yoga teacher. And it's like, they're cracking yoga jokes. Like, now yoga's kind of like, you know, it's yoga. Like, oh, I'm go- I do yoga. It's like, oh, okay. But in the fucking bygone era of 2003, yoga? Ugh. Oh. And it, 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 it ties into this, like, whole gay panic that we had in the early 2000s. Like, there's so much, like, ha ha ha, gay humor. Ha ha ha, he's so gay. Look at this shit. And it's just, I was just like, oh my, I can't believe I was alive during this time period. And, like, it Anyone who's watched Family Guy will know that this gag, it is the most cross-armed opposites fucking movie of all time. Like, it's just like, there's a bit in Family Guy where it's two guys like this guy. No, this guy. Both of us. It's just, oh my god. It's so bad. Like, it's the chemistry between these two. They've only been working for with each other for four months. Like, you know, Harrison Ford apparently knew Josh, Hartson's, Josh Hartnett's dad, who who is like who used to be a, who who's a cop who died and died on the job and shit like that and they've only been together for four months and shit like that but you would think like they have no chemistry like at all like they like I, I hate to give away here but i don't think anybody wanted to be in this film like nobody wanted to be in this film like the like nobody gives a fuck in this movie like everybody in this movie you're just like well, fuck, I hope you got paid from this, homie, because you are fucking delivering, like, C-average fucking energy right now, dude. It is incredibly unfunny and incredibly dumb. Like, it's so dumb. And I'll, I'll make a point about how dumb this movie is. Like, it, it feels like, like you're NCIS, CIS, you're, you're fucking, uh, what's the other, CSI, like all these cop dramas that really, really proliferated throughout the early two thousands and like this past decade of just like the most like what do we got here? We roll up to the crime scene. What do you got for me, Lou? And shit like that. And they make all these bad cop jokes and like it's it's oh my god, dude! I I can't. So basically, to to do what you do, they have to. In, they like there. There's a shooting at a nightclub. And like this rap group, rap group gets shot up, and they have to like fucking figure out who did all the shooting and stuff like that. And and you have a, you have all these side plots, like you have Josh Hartnett, who's a yoga teacher, who's also wants to quit being a cop to be an actor. Like he's four months on the job, he's like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I think I want to be an actor because it's fucking Hollywood, of course. And you also have Harrison Ford. Lifelong cop who's also a real estate agent. Like I don't know how it exi- – what goes on in Hollywood. But I'm like, isn't being a cop kind of a full-time job and shit like that? And like it, like you have the main – they're trying to figure out the mystery of who shot up everything. And they figure it out pretty easily. Like it's the record producer. So basically the record producer played by Isaiah Washington. Like wants to – like he, he went to prison and then he came he, – he went to prison and he comes back and he's a music guy. And any group that wants to leave his record label that he kills. That's basically the story. Like, that's it, right? And so, like... But you also have Harrison Ford trying to sell this house and, like... And you have... It's it's just a mess. It's just a mess. And none of it is funny. None of it is good. Everything you think is a punchline is just fucking flat. But also, the cameos. There are so many people in this movie. Like... First off, Anthony Mackie's in it. I think it might have been one of his first films. Like, he's one of the guys who shoots up the club. And I'm like, holy shit, that's Anthony Mackie. And then he dies. I'm like, oh, well, okay, he's gone. So let me list some other people that are in this movie. Eric Idle makes a cameo. Dwight Yoakam is a corrupt cop. Fucking Andre 3000 is in this movie. Martin Landau is in this movie. Gladys Knight is in this movie. And Smokey Robinson is in this movie. Like, just what the fuck? Like, what a cast cast, right and it's just and i think the the kicker the only the only person who feels like they were actually trying to do something lou diamond phillips uh you know really talented actor kind of not really a big deal but he's you know he's been working for fucking 30 years he shows up as an undercover cop playing a prostitute like he's he's in drag and that was the old – that was the – as close as this movie comes to fucking comedy. Like that's – he actually was like kind of making a joke about it. And it was really funny but also it ties back into the – oh, man. Like Josh Hartnett sees Lou Diamond Phillips in drag get into Harrison Ford's like car and he thinks that he's like – he's picking up a prostitute. And he's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. It was a guy. And he's like, whoa. I don't want to know about this. It's like, oh, gay humor? Really? Like, OK, fine. Fucking sure. Why not? Let's scrape the bottom of the fucking barrel. And so that that is like that is it that's the that's as close as when it comes to comedy. It's not even funny. It's just bad. So the 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 <laughs> oh my god! Here here's 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 where it broke me. Here's where it broke me. I forgot about this, and I teased this to you. So oh god, Benjamin, Here we go. So Harrison Ford is. Dating a TV – a radio psychic, like a hotline number girl where you call and she reads your fortune or whatever, right? So like they cannot find the record producer who's killing all these people, who killed everybody. And they're like, we we can't find him. We don't know where he is. We don't know what to – we don't know how to find him. And there's like a ticking clock and they got like 48 hours to find him. So I'm not shitting you. So Harrison Ford's bright idea. Uh, he uh, – <laughs> His bright idea is to call his girlfriend, who's a psychic, right? And she's like, he's like, we, we're we out of options. We need your help. And she's already admitted, sometimes I have a feeling. Sometimes I flip a coin. But most of the time, I just make this shit up. So it's already that the psychic is a fraud. But he is so desperate to find this guy. Him and Josh Hartman sit her down and be like, tell us where to go. Tell us where to go, right? And she's like, okay. And she's like, oh, I know where to go. So they go to Rodeo Drive, right? And she basically cons them into taking her shopping. And then they realize that they're taking – that she's like, oh, she's using us. So they step outside of the shop and literally in an escalade, the bad guy, all the bad guys in the film – happened to be in an Escalade, and they just happened to show up right outside the shop they were. So the psychic was right. Like, what is this writing? This is fucking dumb. Oh my god. Like, I was just like, what? What? And it's not just, like, one bad guy, because there's, like, a bad guy and a corrupt cop. It's, like, it's all the bad guys. Like, all of the bad guys are in this car. Just so happens to fucking roll up right at the time this psychic who's a fraud takes the cops to Rodeo Drive. I was stunned. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? What the fuck is this? Like, what is this writing? Like, oh my god, Benjamin. I was like, it just happens, happens to be all the bad guys? Like, what? Ben, Ben. I could not believe it, dude. I could not believe it. I was losing my shit. I was just like, I cannot believe that this is what's going on in this fucking movie. I cannot believe this shit. So,
1: did they they go to Rodeo Drive to go, like, bad guy clothes shopping? Like, to get, like... They weren't even going shopping.
0: They weren't even going shopping. They just happened to roll up at the stoplight right outside the store they were. What? Nice. What? What? What is the... Oh, dude, it's so bad. And so, which proceeds to a chase where, like... First off, Josh Hardin drives a convertible Mustang, like one of those early 2000 Mustang, Mustangs, because of course he does, right? So I mean, you know how much Yoda <laughs> So like he he's, he can't catch the guy. so Harrison Ford takes over driving. and Harrison Ford's bright idea to like drive. he's just driving like a madman, and then he rams the car into the escalade the bad guys are in. Did he do it on purpose? Was it an accident? Who the fuck knows? It just happened to work. And I'm just like, what? And, like, everybody's fine. Like, everybody just crawls out and they're like, oh, God, my neck. Like, no. Like, everybody's fine. And then, like, (laughs) they're chasing them. Like, okay, so the bad cop, Josh is chasing down because the bad cop also happened to kill fucking uh, Josh Hardin's dad. So... Of course, why not, right? Let's fucking do that. And so, uh... So Harrison Ford, like, this is the other thing that I was just like, really, Harrison Ford? This is how far you sank? So, like, Harrison Ford is chasing the the record is the murderer, who ordered the hit and all that shit. He's, like, chasing him, and he's getting away. <laughs> and then he, like, he sees a little girl on a pink bicycle, and he steals the bicycle! <laughs> From the little girl and by yelling at her like a caveman, like he just yanks it from her and, he's like, and he just runs after her and then a minute later he crashes the bike. Like that is what happens in this movie. And then like he, he fucking they, – they fucking have a fight at the end and Harrison Ford knocks him off the fucking – car uh, off the fucking roof and he dies and josh hartnett shoots the cop but he, he he doesn't kill him because he recorded everything that the cop said about confessing to everything and then like the movie ends like harrison ford sells the house that he's been trying to sell and then like josh hartnett decides to stay on as a cop and like they just go on to the next case and i was just like yeah This movie's still awful. Like, what a terrible movie. It's so... Like, you have to watch it. Like, I can't... I cannot describe... Like, it's not the happening bad. Like, I don't think it's worse than the happening, but it's still the worst film I've ever seen. Like, it's not so egregious, except for, like, those plot points that I went into detail about. It's just... like, lacking any... like, likeability or any charm. Like, it's just so bad bad dude
1: it it sounds almost like a bad rendition of a um rush
0: hour movie yeah but it's like none of the racial humor they're both too stiff white guys and like it it's just it's got this stupid internal affairs plot and like the the psychic that harrison ford is banging is the ex-wife or like separated wife of the ia guy investigating him and like they apparently have history to get it's just the most absurd plot that you're just like <laughs> i couldn't believe it it's so bad like i was like I already knew it was bad. And I don't really remember the point when I was 13 when I wanted to walk out. I just remember wanting to walk out. But I just I, – I forgot about like the back half of the film and I just couldn't – the whole psychic thing. I was just like – like someone wrote this. Like someone wrote this. A director read it and was like, yeah, this works. Producers read this and they're like, yeah, this works. And fucking the stars, the actors, the production man, everybody involved in this was like, yeah, that works. it works. It's just like – <laughs> it's not like it was a film that was made into something else that they cut up and chopped up and made it into this. No, it's not like – it's not like that. This is the film they set out to make and it's dumb. It's so dumb and it's so boring and it's so unfunny. Like, I, I could not – I could not believe that, dude. I, like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me right now, dude? Like what? Again, it's not the worst film that's all ever made. Like I think – I don't. I. I haven't seen enough bad films to say like, oh yeah, this is definitely the worst. And this film is so forgettable that I don't even think Harrison Ford even fucking remembers making it. And like, <laughs> I. I just think that like, it's just the worst film I've ever seen. Like I, I. It's. I just described the Love Guru. I described Pan. I described Fantastic Four. Like all those films are just bad films. Like they're just. But none of them. None of them compare. Like. Like the, the, this takes the cake. It's just awful i would encourage anyone to watch it to to check see if they think it's as bad but also spare yourself just take my word on that shit (laughs) dude it's (laughs) it's not that i was expecting it to be good like the second time i knew it was gonna be bad i told you i was like oh god i can't believe i'm doing this but it's just the fact that it's like i i didn't hold out hope that it was better than i expected but i was like oh it can't be as bad as i thought it would be no, it's it's even worse. It's even worse. <laughs> so yeah, that's Hollywood homicide. Nice. Okay, so let's. If if we're all done that, you ready to move on to the questions? I think so. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, I gotta I gotta concentrate. I I just it's still fresh. It's still fresh in my brain. Okay. Let's knock these out real quick. Okay. So Benjamin, when did you get your first cell phone and what kind was it? So,
1: um, after I had my bar mitzvah, um, so I was 13, Nice. um, <clears throat> I got a, uh, Virgin Mobile flip phone
0: <laughs> that I Virgin had to, Mobile. And, and I had to, you
1: know, and I had to pay for, like, my, my minutes. Yeah. Like, it was the, 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 the prepay minute kind of dealio. Yeah. Um... So I did that for a while, and then I was probably in, like, 8th or ninth grade when my parents
0: put me, like, on the cell phone plan, and I got my own actual phone. Nice. Yeah, mine was, like, a Nokia—or no, it was a Siemens— It was, like, a little blue phone. I can't remember. I got it when I was 12, so I got a little bit, like, younger than you, but it's because, like, my mom and I— Like if we went to the mall or we went shopping or we went anywhere, you know, uh, she was like, well, I don't, you don't need to stay with me. So you can go off and do your thing. But here, have a cell phone in case you need to get in touch with me or whatever. Or like I was, I had to sneak it. Like I remember like in the bygone era of fucking 2002, like you were not allowed to bring a cell phone to school like at all. That's not, that's not how we got down. So I had to like keep it in my school bag and never take it out and keep it off the entire time. My, how the world has changed, Benjamin. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. All right. Uh. What is one reality TV or game show you would do the best on? Jeopardy. I knew you were going to say Jeopardy. You're definitely like a Jeopardy kind of guy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. See, I think, I think if I try, like if you gave me like six months to get ready, I think I could compete. But if you just like pulled me out of like my life and was like, Uh, You're going to go on Jeopardy in like the next 30 minutes. I'd be like, (laughs) oh, this is going to be bad. Uh,
1: So so that's the thing about that show. Like, you can't really, if you have six months to prepare, like, I feel like that's worse. Really? Because, like, because it's so broad. Like, you could have topics from anywhere. Yeah. You know? So, like, how you prepare for a general knowledge uh, trivia, anything, where it could literally be. Anything?
0: Yeah, there would just be. Look, I have a. I think I have a healthy general knowledge of several things, but there are some things that I would probably like. I would probably read some world history textbooks or like some American history textbooks or you know some just some history things that in case like they pulled it like I was like oh shit I should know this and stuff. So I think I would yeah. brush up on some things, not necessarily yeah, like prep. Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably
1: true. Yeah, I, I probably need to
0: read up on a few major operas and yeah. painters. Yeah, and like, I would also need to prep myself because I don't want to be on television. Like, I don't want to be on television. <laughs> like, I think the best, like, reality TV, I would never want to be on The Bachelor. I would never want to be on one of those reality TV shows. Uh, I think like, maybe Wheel of Fortune, I think I could do alright on. Uh, Family Feud, million. I think I could do Buck, well on that.
1: Fuck Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> they give you like, 10 like, it's not even, like, if they gave you, like, a crossword clue, yeah. I'd be like, oh, for sure, I'm on it. But they don't. They're just like, it's a noun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I don't really know. um Like, I would not do well on a Survivor. I would not do well on a fucking Amazing Race. I'm trying to think of other reality TV shows. Like, what's another game show? Like, oh, who wants to be a millionaire? I think I could do that. I think I could do that. Or uh, deal or no deal was the one I was like oh I'd fucking kill on this cause I would oh, for sure I would be like as soon as they offered me more than like 50 grand I'd be like I'm done I'll take it <laughs> half that shit's gonna go to taxes anyway so fuck it give me give me give me the money I don't fucking care just give me money I don't mm-hmm. fucking care mm-hmm. alright uh, what is your favorite book? probably
1: Slaughterhouse Five never read it it's a damn
0: shame that is a great book okay did you read it for school or did you read it for out of personal uh, interest? It was, it was it was a little bit of both actually. Yeah. Um, it was my senior year of high school and I was in um, AP lit. Yeah. And um
1: did you take AP classes in I high did. school? I did.
0: I took AP US history. I think I took AP English. What else did I take? I think I think that's it. I think that's. I took AP World History, but I didn't like. I remember AP tests. Like you had to get like, what was it? What grade? You, you got like, oh, uh, was it a number grade? Like a one or two or yeah, three? Yeah, one, one through five. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got like a three, so it didn't count or necessarily. But I, I remember taking my senior year and junior years. I think I took, <sighs> AP, AP, maybe history and AP. English? Yeah, I think it's AP English. I think I got, I think I did pretty well on that too. So, yeah. So, um,
1: for the for the AP Lit exam, you had to do a synthesis essay where they would ask you a question, and you'd have to pick a book from the AP approved reading list uh, and yeah, answer yeah. the question using stuff from that book. And so, we got the whole AP reading list over winter break, and our teacher was like, "Hey." Pick one of these books, it doesn't matter which one, just pick one of them, read it, and then write down like, favorite like 20 quotes and like what they mean to the book. Yeah. And I, so I like books, I like to read books, I don't generally reread books. Huh. Um, but that book, um, I read it, like, cover to cover. And yeah. then I was like, oh fuck, I gotta pick quotes. And then I like immediately like reread it and then wrote the quotes that I wanted to write. Yeah. Um Mine, It's really good yeah. though. Uh Vonnegut, like anything Vonnegut is good, but like specifically that one yeah.
0: is very good. Mine is still the great Gatsby. I read it in high school. I didn't really like it in high school. And then the older I got in college. Uh, I reread it and really enjoyed it. And then I remember rereading it right before that movie came out that you love so much. Um, by your I never favorite. It. I've never seen <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that. Was a joke. That was... by your favorite director ever. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's either Basil Luhrmann or Tim Burton, Ben's favorite director of all time. yes Uh. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's move on. Uh, that's good. I'll maybe one day I'll read it. Who knows? Maybe it'll twist my arm. All right. What is your favorite pair of shoes? Either you own now or you've ever owned. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a really tough one.
1: Uh, I, uh, I mean, you know this, I got my first pair of Doc Martens, like OG Doc Martens, That's what's up. a couple of months ago, and they are crazy comfortable. Yeah. Um,
0: not not Chuck Taylor's for you? I figured Chuck Taylor's would have been yours.
1: I like Chucks. Um, like, I've got a pair of uh, purple Chucks that I wear in house. Yeah. Um, and they're nice, but I like... I don't know. Like, I feel like I can, I feel like with Docs, they're more versatile. Like, I can wear them and dress them down or I yeah. can dress them up. But yeah, if you definitely. wear Chucks, like, you're either casual or you're dressing down whatever you're wearing.
0: Yeah. That's cool. I, I have a pair of knockoff Chucks that are like the Target brand Chucks. and uh, I'm not Chucks, uh, uh, Doc Martens. And I really like them too. I really, I've always wanted boots like that. So maybe one day I'll shell out for uh, proper Docs. Okay. What is your favorite smell or scent? Another tough one, um,
1: but probably apple pie.
0: Ooh, good call. Yeah, like if I, when I buy a candle, like there's a candle sitting on one of my uh, mantels over there um, in my living room, uh, it's apple cinnamon. So it's kind of like apple pie, but yeah, I can totally fuck with that, dude. My my favorite's bacon. Like, yeah, definitely bacon. Uh, I love mm-hmm. it. Love the smell. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you could only watch TV shows or movies for the rest of your life, what would you pick?
1: This was another another tough
0: one. It is very tough. It's um, very tough. And oh, and so like I'm leaning towards
1: movies. Yeah. Um, I'm leaning towards movies because I feel like you can get you can get away with more experimental stuff in movies than you can with TV. But there's a lot of really exper- experimental TV stuff out there. I just know that a lot of TV is just like it. it it's just boring and the same, and I just don't get shit.
0: Yeah. I I think I'd go movies because the Marvel movies and the star in Star Wars, of course. But it's like you're telling me I couldn't watch like The Simpsons or Family Guy or Rick and Morty or Doctor Who. I was like, oh, that's tough. Yeah. I think I got to go movies though, because like I, I got I think I got to go movies. Like I, as I talked about in this episode, like I love movies that much. Like I was like, you mean I, that would mean I couldn't go to a movie theater ever again? I'm like, I can't. I don't think I can what? do that. Okay, Mo- uh, movies it is. All right, the the big one, the big one. Let's say you get to use a time machine, a DeLorean, a Tardis, whatever you want it to be. When and where, when or where would you go? But you have to stay there for no more or less than three days. So I
1: have I I, I had
0: a follow up question for this. Okay. Is it um Tardis like language
1: circuit? Sure. Okay, cool. In that case, ancient Greece. Okay. I just want to see. Uh, so Socrates,
0: like rate something. See, I, I, I don't want to go to the past. I have no desire to go to the past. Like, maybe maybe go to Liverpool, like 1964, 65, see the Beatles play, or like go see them play live. That would be cool. But like I, I'd want to go in the future. Like I would want to see like a hundred years from now, or two hundred years from now, if we're fucking still alive by then. But like, I just want to see like where we're gonna be. Like that like stay there yeah. for three days. Like that that that's that's where yeah, I would that's go. The,
1: but it's the but it's the three days part. Like, what if you get there and it's just like everything is gone. Like you just have to live in like a nuclear fallout for three
0: days. Well I guess it'll it won't be a it'll be a short trip. Like it's I'll die of radiation poisoning. <laughs> but I I'm but optimistic. At least i know <laughs> at least I could be like, well, Ben was right. <laughs> just die. Uh, yeah, I don't see I don't wanna go back then like fucking I don't want to... I need dentistry. I need running water. I need fucking electricity. Like, I I can't... I can't spend three days. Three days? Yeah. I'm going to enjoy myself. I don't want to have to worry about not having electricity. Or fucking if I break a leg or sprain my ankle, like... I I don't... Or if I, like, get sick, I want antibiotics on the standby. Like, I don't want fucking to... I don't want to die, like, over some bullshit. Like, and I don't want to fucking... Oh, it probably stinks. Like, nobody wore deodorant. Like, oh, God, it was probably awful. And everything... Yeah. There were baths everywhere. Yeah, but like nobody was like take care of their hygiene as much as we do now. Like fuck that. Oh know.
1: yeah, but I mean still, you got you got hook around that time too.
0: It's it's just I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And like <laughs> say like someone just decided to kill you. There's no cops that are gonna save you. There's no like investigation. Like what what are you doing? You're all you're you're fending for yourself back then. <laughs> And they fucking believed that the fucking moon and the sun were gods. Fuck that shit. I'm not dealing with that shit. Um, okay. Uh, would you rather be an Olympic gold medalist or a Nobel Prize winner, and for what? I'm very interested in your answer in this one.
1: Um, I'll definitely take the Nobel Prize in physics. I'm, <sighs> I'm here for it.
0: See, I would choose Olympic gold medalist men's soccer team. Exciting. Yeah. Really? Physics, huh? Yeah. I mean well that, that doesn't surprise me, but just I mean that would be pretty awesome, I think you get paid for that shit too, so uh can, I don't even know, like do people even care about the Nobel Prize anymore, like at all? uh the
1: scientific community super gives a shit about
0: yeah, it yeah, this is true, this is true if the you're Nobel part of that piece,
1: world, yeah, the Nobel Peace Prize like can go fuck itself
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's definitely it's definitely not what it. It, it, it's, it's hit or miss on that category. But, like, yeah, I guess, like, if you were... Like, if I wrote, like, a Nobel Prize winning novel or something, like that would be really cool. But I, I think I'd want... I'd definitely want a gold medal. Like, in basketball or soccer or track and field or something like that. That would be dope. Swimming, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need that. Or, you know, fucking archery. I'm good. I don't need that. Uh, that, would be, that would be pretty cool. Uh, okay, last question. And kind of going off of what's going on right now, I mean, if you want to include the whole George Floyd and the protests and all that stuff, it was mainly more of a COVID-19-related question, but take it however you want. Uh, five years from now, or ten years from now, however far you want to project, uh, what do you hope we learn from all that's happening this year?
1: Yeah, I definitely was thinking about this in terms of the George Floyd and racial inequality okay. stuff. Um, and... Yeah, I mean I hope in five years we have learned that the issues exist, um, and we've also learned that, you know, the American people have a breaking point. Yeah. When it
0: comes to all of this injustice. Yeah, I mean we've been dealing with this for the better part of ten years. Like Michael Mike Brown was like six years ago. And it feels like I hope in my lifetime, Benjamin, that uh, climate change, uh, mass shootings, and police brutality—I just hope that that gets resolved. And like you know, I, th- those are the three issues I, I, I hope in my lifetime get resolved. I doubt it. Maybe one, maybe two, but I, I don't think all three. Uh, yeah. Because there's fundamental problems with, I think, human nature wrapped up in those. Um, but yeah, I, I'm optimistic, though. I am optimistic. I Like I said, I think we're going to be around in 200 years. I hope we are. But yeah, it's. Uh, I just hope that we all realize, like I said this last episode, and I think I'll keep saying it um, at the end of each episode with this question, I just hope we all learn how connected we are and how dependent we all are and, you know, we're we all need each other and if we want things to change, we need to unify and... Overthrow our corporate overlords and our the wealthy owners of this country. Eh, hey, comrade? Yes.
1: I tell these capitalist pigs pay for their crimes. Yeah.
0: Eat the fucking rich. <laughs> That's a... Me and Ben joke about that shit all the time. Or are we joking? Well, only, only time will tell. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, man. This has been fun. Thank you. I, I really appreciated you recounting the happening. Now I never need to fucking actually watch that entire fucking trash movie. Uh, or you can watch it and
1: then just have my commentary
0: <laughs> on the back of your head. I thought about that. Maybe we can do that one day. Like watch the movie together and just fucking like com- do a commentary track on it. I don't know what it would be though. Like I, I think I, I don't think it could be a movie we both enjoy, like a History of the World or Young Frankenstein. It would have to be a movie that's really bad that we both hate that we need yes. to like sit down and like really, really fucking talk about while the movie's yeah. going. Uh, who's we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where it comes. Um. But that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for – please like, subscribe, share with your friends, share with the masses. There's a lot of things going on right now. So if you feel like this podcast is the lowest of the low priorities, I get it. I totally get it. But if you do dig it, you know, share the wealth, man. Put people on it. Check us out on uh, Twitter. Uh, Email us, podcast at gmail. Uh yeah man thanks Ben I appreciate it man and you know this is going yep. out Wednesday and uh, I love you I love Morgan I love Amelia and I guess I'll uh, see you when I see you I hope you have a good night man thanks you too all right bye guys bye bye.
1: bye.